Hey, it's John Richards, a cut above horror review. We're doing episode number 18 and we're breaking format just a little bit. We're talking about our past Halloween memories, um, movies that we've seen, uh, experiences that we've had as kids, even as, as adults. So enjoy episode number 18 of a cut above horror review episode 18. It starts right about now and happy spooky season. Cut my life into pieces. Good evening and welcome to A Cut Above Horror Review, a podcast where we review all things horror. I'm your host, Jacqueline, and tonight we will be reviewing not any particular film, but some of our own favorite Halloween traditions and memories. <clears throat> so before we get into that, let's meet everybody else on the show. First up, hello, Hydraberg. What's going on, guys? We're going to be Thank reviewing God. Halloween, the holiday itself. Yes. This is our first non-film or non-specific film <laughs> review. So everybody get ready. And next up, let's meet John. How's it going, John? I'm a little, I'm a little devil. I'm a little devil. That looks entirely appropriate. You are a little devil. That's John's real mustache at eight years old, by the way. <laughs> it was. Look at that. You can't see this, but John is holding up a, what looks like an old photo of him as a child dressed up as a rather a debonair, a, a rather debonair looking little oh, devil yeah, there. Awesome. All right. And there's my brother, Paul. Matt was Gizmo. <laughs> oh, nice. That's they, cute. Gizmo. And then my brother, Mike, was also a, a Dracula vampire. Nice. That is looks awesome. like Corey Feldman. Wow, house full of boys. Kudos oh, to my, my mom is a saint. My mom <laughs> is a saint. I've never met her, but I can, I just by virtue of having four boys, she must be. <laughs> well, five actually. Oh my God. Yes. Oh, the, the older brother, the other older brother was actually too cool for the room. So we were all younger, all about the same age all within a year and a half, three years of each other. But Scott's was, he's five years older than us. And he's like, I'm not hanging out with those guys. Lame. Now he wants to hang out with us all the time. Chicks. <laughs> well, now he wants to hang out with us all the time because we have a podcast. So mm. there you go. So suck it, Scott. <laughs> wow <laughs> well done well done i'm Jack. just kidding i'm just kidding scott jacqueline Jack, how are know. you how was uh trick-or-treating last night with the kiddos it was absolutely wonderful i feel like uh last year kind of re- i mean this last night sort of re- redeemed us all from last year you know from it COVID was shit. covid was much more sort of immediate last year and nobody was trick-or-treating yeah. and So it was last year felt a little bit like a bust, to be honest with you. But last night I felt so um, like just uh, I was so enthusiastic and I just felt. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it was just a wonderful. It it felt like fall. It was really actually cool here in Florida yesterday, which it hasn't been on Halloween Day for I don't even know how long, but it actually felt like fall for once. I mean. In, in all the Halloweens in recent memory, I can only remember like sweating in my costumes. But last <laughs> night, it actually felt really nice out and I could sort of, uh, you know, get a, get a little bit more into the autumn spirit. So that was great. And we did 
a family themed costume. Nice. Where each of us was a character from the Wizard of Oz. So my husband, Joey, was the Tin Man, and he was a really good sport about it. My oldest son, Asher, who's four and a half, was the Scarecrow. My middle child, Darwin, who's two and a half, he was the Cowardly Lion. <laughs> and our baby, who's only 11 months old, she was Dorothy and had her little ruby slippers. Oh, and I was the Wicked Witch of the West. You, I considered you guys being... all look so good. Thank oh. you. Thank you. I considered being Glenda, but... No, you I'm sorry. That's it. just not as much fun. I, I really wanted to be. You even had the same facial expressions. I feel like really well. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Really I had a lot fun. of fun with it. Um, I've always liked that character. I was never scared of the witch as a child. And um, the Wizard of Oz was actually um, my favorite movie when I was maybe four or five years old. I was pretty obsessed. So yes. it was pretty cool for me to to be the Wicked Witch and get all the family dressed up in their wizard of Oz costumes. So it was, it was pretty fun. And we got good feedback from the, our neighbors in the neighborhood. They all really liked it. All our family members were pretty into it. So it, it came together. Well, I, I was pleased with how it turned out. So yeah, pictures turned out awesome. And you and my mom would actually get along brilliantly because that's her favorite movie of all time. So my mom too. She loved that movie. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I kind of thought you might like it, John, because in the past I've seen some artwork <laughs> on your wall of the Wizard of Oz. I don't know what room that is or who did the artwork, but I, right. I saw something with Wizard my, of Oz. My bedroom, and she actually painted it. So <laughs> she she loves the Wizard Wizard of Oz. That's awesome. Yep. All what right. About so, you guys? oh man, uh, I passed out candy to kids. Did you get a lot of trick or treaters? Yes, this year was amazing. I mean, it, it, like you had brought up that the pandemic has really kind of curtailed a lot of that. But this year was really nice as far as being able to see trick-or-treaters and passing out candy and just seeing all the different costumes. And it's just like, I realized to myself, it was like, God damn, I'm fucking old. Just because <laughs> I didn't no. know any of the costumes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> They're all pop culture and music people that you're just too old to remember. So who are you supposed to be? I'm Master Chief from... Oh, come on, man. That's from Halo, bro. Everybody knows that. But I'm not a gamer, so I I had to ask the kid, uh, what's Master Chief? It's from the game Halo. I'm like... You know what, though? I feel uh, like little kids uh, love to tell you what their costumes are anyway, so you make their day anyway by not knowing it. Right. Yeah, they want to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They're so excited about it. A lot of... give them some candy corn, right? (laughs) candy corn um yeah uh, no I, it was it, it was a lot of marvel too a lot of spider-mans and iron man yeah with that yeah not terribly original though like, i'm sure there were a lot of those i was just hoping to see a michael myers and i didn't or a jason yeah like zero <laughs> it was like zero yeah. nobody showed up as a podcast host or anything <laughs> No, actually, they showed up as Hyderberg, and they were like, "Like, yo, I'm from New York, I guess." That was an awesome. Was that your New York impression? Yo, I'm from New York. <laughs> Pretty good. Oh boy! You- oh, I'm from <laughs> California. The weather's always good here. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> dude, dude. Yo, bro. Oh my god. Yeah, no, you gotta say the dude part at the end. You guys should just switch identities for hot one here, episode. <laughs> Hell, hella hot. Yeah, I say that all the time. <laughs> uh, 
Jacqueline, you actually saw the new Halloween movie, and uh, I gave my opinion last week. It's <laughs> mm. <laughs> a movie. Thoughts? It oh. was that, sort of. Hyderberg, you saw it too? Yeah, I saw it a while ago. Okay, hold on a second. Let's go to Jacqueline, then we'll go to you. Uh, I just, I'm, I'm curious of, spoiler free, of what you thought of it. Spoiler free, huh? Uh, yeah. Well, I'm, I, should I be blunt? Yes, yeah. please. To be honest, I hated almost everything about it. Okay. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> no, honestly, I was really bummed out. Um, I, my expectations were not high, and still I was let down. Um, I, I don't love Halloween 2018, but I do like it. I think it's decent. It has some good stuff going for it. Right. Uh, it was kind of somewhat middle of the road for me, but I think there's a lot to enjoy about it. So I had some hope for at least something that I could pull out of this new film and enjoy. But to me, it felt like a big step down, big step down. Some of the stuff you were talking about, John, uh, with it being bloated with too many characters. And for me, I think that's the biggest problem is that there are so many characters that no single one of them gets really the attention and time and storyline that they deserve. And we don't really have a central character to follow. There's no real protagonist because we're just hopping along between all these different characters. And I feel like when you're watching a film, especially a horror film, especially a slasher, you really need somebody to identify with and follow along through the story. And I don't feel like we got that. And I think um, it's just a symptom of some really bad storytelling and bad script writing. Without so, Halloween so. kills, though, we'd have none of these uh, evil dies tonight memes. So there's that. I think <laughs> one of the best things that came out of this movie. I mean, but was the juice worth a squeeze? I don't know. I don't know. Well, Hyderberg, what'd you think of it? Because you, so, you've seen it a while ago. The best time I had with that movie was the actual viewing of it. Was my buddy invited me over his house. He had a projector out in the backyard with a fire pit. And that was awesome. The movie oh, itself cool. was not that great. Uh, I'm just not a big Halloween guy. I think the first three are great. And I think the franchise has meandered. It's fucking the it's retconned itself so many times. It's all over the place. Like Michael mm-hmm. Myers is an entity. He's a he's a person. He's Laurie's brother. He's not. And mm-hmm. these new ones like do the same thing to me. Yeah, the first the 2018 kind of got it off on a good start, I guess, if you're into Halloween. But I'm just not into it. Like, I just feel like I don't know, man. The franchise is dead to me, if you ask me. Like, it's just do something new. Or, or reboot, like just totally from the ground up. They just and that's what Rob Zombie was trying to do. He, he knew I was going to say that. <laughs> I know he did. It wasn't necessarily a bad idea. I just feel like the execution wasn't great. Yeah, but so at least you know. So, yeah, and you know, Hyderberg. I don't totally. I I mostly agree with you, but I I still am kind of like I'm still somewhat loyal to the franchise. But I I I think you're absolutely right, though that in terms of its continuity and lore, it's a total mess. Oh, I don't know. Of, I don't know of any other franchise that has like four, one, two, three. I think it's like yeah, four timelines different timelines yeah. going on. Or is it five with Rob Zombie? I don't know. But like, Weird. I just don't know of any other franchise that is such a, a mess in terms of continuity. So I, I don't blame you one bit for the way that you feel. I will say Michael Myers himself is still a great character. Like, him on screen killing and stalking people and the brutality and like he's so emotionless like it still works on screen when done Mm -hmm. properly and this movie definitely does that well it does there's some brutal kills 
I will get the brutality is intense. I'll give it that. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I'll just like to wrap this up. Like for me is that what, what even the timelines you were talking about, Jacqueline, um, with the timelines is that the central character was Michael Myers. You know, I've, I've heard other podcasts talk about, you know, Jason is the central character and it doesn't matter because you won't remember anybody else. You know, you remember, you remember Laurie Strode, mm-hmm. you know, from the first one, because, it, and I know you're not a big fan of it, Heisberg, but it's Michael Myers and that score is just what makes that movie a classic. And they got so much away from that. Yeah. That it's just like, okay, I, I am curious to see Halloween Kills next year, but I'm just not excited about it. Uh, Halloween ends. Or ends. That's what I meant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, so I. Does I'm, it though? Does it end? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the way I feel about it. Until like, Halloween begins, maybe. the one after it. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't put any faith in the idea that this is really going to be the last movie in the franchise ever. Right. It really is. I think, I think it just means this trilogy is going to end, but then I think somebody will do something. I want to see Michael Myers of the multiverse where all the Michael Myers converge and they meet each other. Now that's funny. That's creative. Yeah. Write a script. Like a Jason X style. Yeah. Write a script. Yeah. Give it to Danny McBride. You'll be good. We're on it. I'm on it, dude. We'll give it to Elijah Wood because he listens to the podcast. Yes, he does. does. Obviously. <laughs> he messaged Hyderberg and he's like, I want to be on it like at some point. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, that's a total lie. That's a total lie. I'm sorry. Sorry, Elijah, if you're listening. Sorry for John Elijah. <laughs> you can still message me if you want, Elijah. Hyderberg at Instagram. <laughs> and we're, we're going to review your Maniac movie, too. Ooh, I'm actually going to pick that, that at like some it. point. If, if yeah. you guys don't, I'm going to pick that at some point. I did see a couple movies this weekend. Oh, what'd you see? Uh, yesterday, I saw um, I saw Last Night in Soho, which I'm not going to say anything other than the fact that it's excellent and you should see it in the theaters. Wonderful! Oh my gosh, yeah, I'm cool. excited and to see that. I just I was gonna try and sneak into Antlers after because I was just like, I feel like sneaking into a movie like it's Halloween. But my <laughs> buddy was like, Oh, I want to see Antlers, and I was like, All right, well, I'll just stay around here. I'll go get a drink after and meet you. So it's he bought me a ticket online and him and his fiance met us. So I saw it legally. So and Antlers was OK. Uh, I wanted to like it more than I did. It has plenty of things that are like you want, like you like. But there was just something missing um, to the movie. I don't know if it's part of the fact that like we we were supposed to see this movie like a, over a year ago and now it's finally coming out. Right. Uh, maybe in comparison to last night in Soho, like I saw them both within like a four hour span, but like it was still a nice night to see two horror movies that are just, I was anticipating. So, right. And I don't, I don't say don't go see antlers. I'm just, don't get your hopes up too much. I feel like it's not quite as good as you might want it to be. Well, Guillermo del Toro actually produced it. He did not direct it. Oh, is that um, so? The creator of Channel I Zero, I think wrote it. Oh, uh, I thought oh, okay. he had directed it. Okay. Well, um, that makes me even less likely to see it. Um, Hyderberg, without giving any spoilers away, I was actually already considering skipping this movie altogether because I put on streaming. Well, someone told me that someone told me that um, someone basically gave me a content warning for like childhood trauma and child like mm-hmm. abuse. And I have a really hard time watching that stuff. I just don't enjoy watching movies that contain um, that. Would you say that's bullying in the movie, which are, which is kids bullying kids. Mm-hmm. And then there's some like, 
um, home stuff where, yeah, I mean, there is some stuff. You don't see a lot of it, but there's some stuff spoken. The main character has like a past where something happened to her. So if that's something that triggers you, yeah, maybe avoid it. But there's no on-screen actual abuse to children that I'm that I can remember. Good. Okay. But there are kids like their kids, kids get, you know, kids are in danger and stuff happens. Mm -hmm. I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's a great gore, though. Really good gore. Does it really? Yeah. Oh, nice. Hydroberg, you also got some new ink. In, in I, honor of Halloween. <laughs> I wanted to do something fun for Halloween and I didn't have any like party like invites or anything going on. Like, I don't know. Where's all the invites, guys? Come on. But um, there's Sorry. a tattoo place you're... that I follow. I was just going to say uh, you're invited to Florida. What a joke to Florida. A it could have been like the flying monkey for, and, and been part of your ensemble. <laughs> he could have been the wizard. Yeah. And the ruby slippers. Yeah, I could have just wore like yeah, like a, a big fucking uh, shower curtain, like black curtain <laughs> in front of me, and then open it up to like a big glowing head. Um, yeah, no, I uh, there was like th- there's a tattoo place, two places. Uh, they're called Three Kings in Brooklyn and uh, Long Island, and there's one in Manhattan. And uh, I follow them online. I got I got one of my tattoos done there by a visiting artist uh, last year. And so I saw they had an ad going on where they were doing like a barbecue and a flash sale. Flash sale is like a, a sheet. They basically mm-hmm. have a couple tattoos on there and you pick from that sheet and you can't deviate from that, you know. Mm-hmm. So they had some some tattoos on there at the Brooklyn location. I was like, yeah, I'll drive to Brooklyn and I'll get a fucking tattoo. It sounds cool. So I uh-huh. did that. I got I got the Jason lives um, or final chapter sort of cover. I guess it's supposed to be that's like Jason's mask with the knife in the eye. And some blood awesome. on it. Came out pretty cool. And then awesome. I realized that the Long Island location was doing the same sale, but just with different a different sheet. And that one was only black and white, but I convinced the guy to do color. And that one's like a butcher's knife with like a skull reflection in it and like blood dripping down. And it was just a fun experience. They're, they were like $31 plus a $9 tip. Plus I tipped a little bit more on top of that. There was that's free nice. bar. I got a free burger cooked by a guy in a Sasquatch suit in Brooklyn. Dude, that is a steal. Yeah, we talked about Dune for like fucking half an hour, and I got a couple free white claws. It was it was dope. Whoa! I also got a parking ticket, so it sort of evens out the cheap price. (laughs) But that's New York. Uh, Well, the the listeners can't see the artwork, but his uh, Hyderberg's new tattoos look really good. Yeah, they came out pretty good for forty dollars tattoos. Yeah, I think I think look fantastic, and I'm it's on my left arm, and this will be the beginning of my horror sleep. So. Sweet. I'm pretty envious, actually. I think they look really awesome. So yeah, good, good for you. Plus, it's just really fun to have a new tattoo. It's a good feeling. <laughs> it is. Just a, I felt like it's a good story to tell. You know, it's a, a, on Halloween this year. I went and got tattooed. So yeah. Where you get? When are you getting the a cut above tattoo? Uh, well, you know, when we hit that hundredth episode, maybe <laughs> celebratory. You heard it here, guys. It's it's on audio. It is indelible uh, for the rest of history. Hydroberg is getting a tattoo. Wait, hold on. Hydroberg and myself have tattoos. Jacqueline, would you get a tattoo of cut above if we if we hit a hundred? I don't know about that. I do. uh, Yes, Hydroberg. I do have tattoos. I have two tattoos. I don't, I'm not going to commit here and now to a cut above. Yeah, because if you say it now, it's recorded and we'll bring it back up. Yeah, so I don't, I don't, I don't say anything that, that I can't deny later. So <laughs> I'm not going to commit just yet. I will tell you, um, I would love to get a ton more tattoos. 
my husband hates them. So, oh. <laughs> well, it's your body, so it is. But he has to look at it. So true. I uh, there is a certain other podcast that I've thought about getting a tattoo for as well. Don't so. do it. Do not do that. <laughs> Why? Without that podcast, we wouldn't have this one. That's absolutely right. But I love those guys. But mm-hmm. well, then you're just not as hard with us as I am, John. Heidelberg, you should get a tattoo of Bob, Randy, and Soju's faces. No way. Like, no, no, no. You should. That's what you should get. Is, uh, their faces all in a row, like the three stooges. <laughs> Actually, that's a cool image. Like just like a single needle, just just the heads, and like three stooges. That would be funny. I'm telling you, just get it that and don't tell them you're doing and then it. There's no context to that. You don't know what that, and nobody knows what that's that is. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So you should get that, and then just send a picture to them on the Slack, and just let them react. That's well, like I, my nickname in high school was Spanky, and I don't want Spanky written on my body. But I did think about possibly getting a portrait of the actor who played him in the original Little Rascals. <laughs> really? Yeah, because it means something to me without actually just putting the word Spanky on my body. You know what I mean? I would actually, I would actually, really, when we get to one hundred, yes, I would actually get a cut above or review John, tattoo on my body. We should do it together. I'm going to come out. We'll get them done at the same time. Let's do it, buddy. Jacqueline can chicken out. Yeah. I mean, was why don't we nobody... all get terrifier tattoos? Yeah. I'm down. Or I can hate my body as much as I hate that movie. I'm just kidding. Oh. I don't. I don't hate the movie. I was actually thinking about raising my score a little bit, but I'm not gonna again. Oh my god. No, okay. I don't. No, I didn't, didn't do it at all. Jacqueline did. I did. I just think maybe maybe it is closer to a five than a four for me, but. And I see how much people really enjoy it. And I'm like, you know, maybe over time I'll enjoy that movie more. Maybe we'll revisit it. Yeah. Maybe we'll revisit it at like 200 episodes or something. I want to no, see I think, I I think see we should movie. get, I think we should all get Captain Spaulding tattoos from House of a Thousand Corpses. And I want nothing to do with Rob Zombie. If I got any Rob Zombie tattoos, there'd be some of his artwork from like his albums <laughs> and stuff. Although I love Sid Haig. I do. I, know. I do. And the character really is like great. Sid. I just don't love those movies that much. Yeah. And not as much as everybody else. Ugh. I don't know. Nope. I don't know that everyone else is the is an uh, accurate love description. The Firefly family. Really? I feel like nobody on the street chilling Slack backs me up on that. Yeah. <laughs> now you got Todd. 2 mm-hmm. p.m. Todd. Shout out so, to 2 p.m. Todd. So 2 p.m. Todd, me, and, and the it. crickets that are chirping right now. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I think I think that's it. <laughs> chirp, chirp, chirp. All right, guys, you ready to reminisce about Halloween's of I'm past? so ready to reminisce. Can about I give you guys Halloween a reach past? around first? Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I didn't I didn't realize you were getting a reach around. Let's have it. Oh, yeah, we're not reviewing a movie, but I thought, you know, it's very special. Wanna... What yeah. are we some what are you summarizing for us in this reach around? Uh, the holiday of Halloween itself. OK, wow. I can't wait. This is going to be classic. All right. Gather around and hit the town where dead leaves are on the ground. The time of year where children cheer and come together to celebrate fear, where neighbors come to trick or treat and look for something sweet to eat. We dress in masks as scary things, a holiday with joy it brings. To both child and adult, where pumpkin spice can always be smelt. A chill to the air can just be felt. Jack-o'-lanterns fill your head, a day that meant to raise the dead. We dress in costumes to not be seen, one day in the year to make you scream. A holiday called Halloween. 
Very nice. Actually, that was very nice. I, I really enjoyed that. That conjured up a lot of mental imagery. It uh, felt like I could picture everything you were saying in your head and okay. smell that pumpkin spice. Jacqueline, go ahead with that. I'm a basic pumpkin spice bitch. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> I love it. it. I will, you know, a few, a few days ago, you know what I was having for a little midnight snack before going to bed? I was eating a pumpkin pie Pop-Tart. Mm, and I was having, oh yeah, I do love Pop-Tarts. Do you heat them? Um, I, I like them heated, but I will also eat them cold. They don't have yeah, to be toasted. Uh, I'm not picky. And then I was, along with it, I was having a butter. No. Heat it with some butter. Oh, no. Nice, John. Mm. So I was having my pumpkin pie Pop-Tart, and then I was having a cup of decaf coffee, and the coffee itself was flavored pumpkin spice. And then I added pumpkin spice creamer to it. So that's me. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) I got to tell you is that, that my favorite thing to look forward to is when you carve a pumpkin, you can do any design that you want to because it, it, it was like, you know, whether it was you put a stencil on there, because as we were getting older and I guess, you know, our younger listeners, um, you put a stencil on there and you carve it out. But like for us, it was always like a Sharpie yeah. or a pen or a pencil mm-hmm. that you, you would make the design. But like what I'm holding up to the camera right now are pumpkin seeds. Yum. You, you would bake them for yeah. 20 minutes and just they're delicious i can eat them it's, yeah it's so simple it's a good yeah. way to like use the waste basically and make yeah. something of it. a lot of people yeah. and they're so out. good for you too they yeah. are you put them in a strainer and you get the guts the guts from mm-hmm. uh from your pumpkin but it's just like when you eat them they're like so delicious and it just reminds you of fall yeah you like salt on them i like a little salt on them. yeah a little, a little bit. salt a little garlic pepper or salt or Ooh, garlic. Nice. Ooh, that sounds Look nice we should write a cookbook <laughs> a halloween cookbook. yes pumpkin popcorns and salted pumpkin seeds i have a pumpkin spice candle that i bought and i don't know i don't always buy those sometimes i get false scents but what i loved about it is like I, I lit it like a day ago it's lit right now but Man, I come back home like three times and it's just my house just smells of pumpkin now. It doesn't go away like a vanilla candle kind of fades quickly. But the pumpkin one, like my house smells great as soon as you walk in. Can we come over? Absolutely. I want to come over and smell your house. And Sharon has a cream caramel brulee over here. So it's kind of kind of like pumpkin. That's very Paul. The dog likes it. (laughs) He approves. That's just chewing on her toy. Squeak, squeak. Wait, you got Sharon a toy? No, her dog. Hardy, har, har, har. (laughs) Well, would you guys like to share some childhood memories of Halloween? Sure. I I do. Uh, I remember the first time, it was probably seven years old, uh, upgrading from a little pumpkin, that plastic pumpkin thing where you just go to a few houses to a trash bag to a pillow pillowcase terrifier trash bag you'll get holes in those yeah (laughs) yeah they don't sell those terrifier terrifier trash bags in the store jacqueline damn it no they don't no but it was always a pillowcase military grade (laughs) it was always a pillowcase out of the closet (laughs) and then you would just go in there and then as you got older is that your your pillowcase got more and more full so Mm. When you're seven, it was like 
a quarter full. When you're eight, it was half full. <laughs> when you're nine or ten, that thing was completely full of candy. And then you would have to go back home and dump it out on the floor because your Good parents point. had to yeah, the parents had to look for it or, or look through it, just make sure there's no razor blades and steal all your candy that they wanted. But sometimes it got so full and you were still going out that you had to come you had to come home and stash some, right? And then go go back out. Well, my brother Mike, my brother Mike was like a, kind of a shyster, and he he would, he would go out there with two <laughs> two of those pillowcases, and he would he would be like, "Hey, my buddy's sick." Um, I oh, need nice. Too. So he would come home with two bags Ingenious. and yeah, and then you know he 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 would take one bag, leave it outside. And then bring the, the bag that he got is like, okay, the parents are looking through it, but he had like a whole bag of candy probably until like April of the next year. He's a year. politician now, right? He a scammer. Was. <laughs> he was. He was. Well, I don't know where the hell you grew up that you were getting pillowcases full of candy. San Diego. Uh, I mean, they must be very generous with the candy or you must have like a lot of neighbors that have that's, a lot of stamina yeah, to go trick or treat for like six hours to accumulate mm-hmm. all this candy. I never got a pillowcase worth. <laughs> no, that like the people <laughs> would just like take a whole handful and just yeah. put it in there. It was like, and then you would get that like light that's turned off, no more candy or whatever, like the little sign that you put outside your house. But it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. And we, <laughs> We got a lot of candy. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, what about you, Hyderberg? Any early trick-or-treating memories? Yeah. Um, I'm, the, the, the pillowcase thing definitely brings me back because I do remember that. And I used to use trash bags, too, if we didn't have a good pillowcase. But um, I remember you know, I remember going out when I was young. My mom was really into Halloween, so she used to get really more riled up than we did at first to get us into the mood. And, you know, they had those old costumes with the schmuck and the, you buy them in a box. They had the, the mask with the uh, rubber band on the back. So I started out with those. I had the Mr. T one I showed you guys. But yeah. then I remember one year that's really memorable for me was me. Both me and my brother got dressed up as Draculas also, John, <clears throat> like traditional right. Draculas with like that. We painted, you know, the little V in our on top of our, our hair. So we had the widow's peak, you know, with marker or whatever, like. That's cute. And we had the fake fangs, you know, the plastic fangs that make you drool and hurt your gums while you're wearing those them. things hurt so bad. Yeah, They hurt so bad. And the fake blood and everything that gets all goopy and dried up. And we had the capes and just like the whole garb. We were just he was big vampire. I was a little vampire. And he took me out. You know, he held my hand and took me out trick or treating because he was old enough that mom would let him take me on on his own. And I just remember that that's definitely a fond memory of like me and my brother's relationship and going out trick or treating together. Where was this in New York? This was in New York in uh, Nassau in Roswell. Okay. Okay. uh, So we lived, we lived in a pretty big apartment complex. So like with John, like, so in New York, like there's a lot of areas to go to. So yeah, you can rack up a lot of candy. Yeah. And especially when you're cute as me in a little vampire. (laughs) You're you're getting a lot of candy. That's a heartwarming memory. Hydroberg. That kind of made, that kind of made my, my heart flutter a little. Yeah. Um, Do you have any pictures of the, the vampire costume? I don't have pictures of it readily available, but I have a lot of my dad's old photos I need to go through after he passed that were just kind of sitting there in boxes. I've been meaning to go through. They're like slides and stuff, and I know I'm going to find some gold in there. 
So maybe this will be enough to like get me into doing that. Yeah. Well, if what you find you, it Jacqueline? in us, post them. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I was in a, a bit of a unique situation where I lived. So I didn't, I didn't go to my local public school. I went to a school like 30 minutes away. And so I didn't really know most of the kids in my neighborhood. I didn't really have friends that lived close by. And also my parents were not enthusiastic about Halloween at all. They weren't like anti-Halloween. I don't know if I'd go so far as to say that, but it just really wasn't like on their radar. And so I only recall going trick-or-treating once as a very small child because uh, a, a family that lived close to us, they didn't go to my school, but we knew them through other means, um, invited me to go trick-or-treating with them. And I was really little then. <clears throat> and then I, I think the next time I ever even went trick-or-treating was maybe in middle school with my best friend, but it was just the two of us. And, and plus I, I just lived in an area that was like, slightly remote and not a ton of houses on the street and so it just wasn't like good trick-or-treating territory and it wasn't on my parents radar I didn't really have friends nearby so honestly that just didn't really happen I, I think I can only recall going trick-or-treating maybe three times in my in my life okay so, so so the time you went with your friend what did you dress up as and what did you bring as a receptacle to get your candy so I remember, I think if I'm remembering correctly, it was seventh and eighth grade that I went with my friend, my best friend, Brittany. Okay. And we went in her neighborhood. Her neighborhood was much better for trick-or-treating than mine was. Mm-hmm. And if I'm remembering correctly, I think in seventh grade, we were both hippies. And I don't remember the receptacle. I, I want to say maybe some kind of like little plastic bag. I'm not sure. And then in eighth grade... I don't remember what she was, but I, I remember I'm kind of embarrassed now because it's such a lame idea, but I wore like a big oversized red t-shirt and I drew black ovals with like a magic marker on it. And then I wore green tights and I said I was a watermelon. <laughs> I love that. No, that is not good. That no, it's fantastic. Costume. Come on. Come I think on. Homemade I, costumes are great, even if they don't come out great. Yeah. And then I remember getting all offended because one lady that we, whose, whose door we knocked on, yeah. she asked if I was a red leopard <laughs> and I, and my, my 13 year old self was so indignant at that stupid comment that I kept talking about all night. And it's like, let's see, 20, mm, 26 years later. And I still remember <laughs> this stupid comment that she made. So anyway, but that, that was my last year trick or treating was at, 13 in my in my best friend Brittany's neighborhood dressed as a, a watermelon so that's about it. you were I was yeah I'm curious about and let's jump back over to Hyderberg um the Breaking Bad picture that we've all seen on your Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that T- talk to us about that okay um that was uh I want to say that was like maybe seven eight years ago yeah um Breaking Bad had just ended that season. I got my buddy Nick um, and, and Raven, his uh, wife now, into the show. Um, and they ended up binge watching it through one of those, um, like every season they would release it, uh, you know, right before the season would start, all the seasons. And they binge watched it on AMC. And they were like, this show's amazing. And I was like, yeah. So we used to watch it every Sunday night, as well as The Walking Dead when that was a, a you know decent show. 
No offense. And <laughs> none taken. We got so into it. We're like, we should go. We should dress up this year as it. And then we got our costumes. I ordered Tyvek suit off of um, Amazon and we got the real gas masks. Like those are legit gas masks. You can actually use those. Nice. And um, I got like fake glasses from CVS and some makeup to do like black, black and blue eyes. But um, Sandy happened. Hurricane Sandy happened and kind of just shut down Halloween that year. Like so nobody really did it. It happened. When it happened, it was like it happened re- right before Halloween. So it was like the, the weekend before Halloween, the weekend after, like nobody was really doing anything because some people didn't have power. Some people were still waiting in line for gas. So it was crazy in New York. So we just kind of put those costumes to the side. And the next year we did it up. We went okay. to a costume party. We decided to um, he looked up a recipe. We, we cooked um, blue rock candy at <laughs> home and we cut it up. We broke it up into little baggies and we put it in little jewelry bags like and, and gave it away at the party like it was like drugs. And Not we won the best blue costume. Stuff. Yeah, we won best costume. Uh, As well, you should have. It was a house party. Which I didn't even know there was a costume contest. And this guy hands us a hundred dollar bill. He goes, that's for you guys to split. I was like, what? He was like, yeah, you guys won best costume. Nice. There was also a Heisenberg there. Well, he was a he was just a Walter White, I guess he was. He had the underwear on, which I thought was more of a a crazy costume because he had the balls to fucking walk around in tidy whities the whole party. Yeah, but that takes so little effort. Like you went to a lot of effort. Yeah, we did. You went a lot to a lot of effort and attention to detail. And like anybody could just put on underwear. Like we bought cap guns and I spray painted them. I put like blue tape on them and made them look like legit guns. Like because they had the orange tips on them and like other parts Mm -hmm. that didn't look realistic. So I applaud you. That that was a fantastic costume. I still have that costume. It's like in a bag. Yeah, you should hang on to that. <laughs> yeah. Nice, Jacqueline. Do you remember uh, an adult costume you had? Yeah, probably my favorite one was from let's see, five years ago, 2016. I was pregnant with my oldest child, Asher. Uh, not extremely pregnant. I was like, you know, I had like a little bump, not not huge, but a little bump. And I didn't even put a whole lot of thought into it. It just sort of came to me. I was like, I need to be a pregnant zombie and there needs to be a baby like bursting out of my stomach. And so I, <clears throat> I got a white tank top and I cut some holes in it and I bought a little baby doll with like brown skin. So it looked like me and I pulled its arms and legs off and then I stuck them through the holes so that it looked like they were coming through my stomach, like alien style. And then I smeared some fake blood all around and I did some like zombie makeup for me. I saw yeah. pictures of that costume. It's pretty, pretty <laughs> Thank you. Um, and uh, I don't know. It just, it just worked out perfectly and it didn't take a lot of effort, but I was just like, but this is clearly what I need to be. Yes. And people, people seem to really like it or be like really grossed out and scared by it, which is, which is fine with me. So it still makes it good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a couple, a couple of more squeamish friends were like, "Ooh, I can't look at that." So I took that as a compliment. <laughs> because you're pregnant at the time too, so it's just like, oh yeah, a lot of thoughts end up going through your head when you look at that costume. Oh yeah, oh yeah. John, what about you? Any memorable uh, adult costumes? I don't mean adult like. I did. <laughs> one time, right, John? I was. Um, but, but that that's past. Uh, no, actually, I was a big wrestling geek back in 1997. Uh, I was in the Air Force, and um, <laughs> there's a character in wrestling from WCW called Sting. 
and he did the crow kind of makeup thing. And I actually won a costume contest. I didn't win any money for it, but um, I had the trench coat. I had the face paint like the crow. And it was just, yeah, that, that was fun for me. Awesome. That reminds me, I did the crow one year. I forgot about that. Maybe we're oh, going to up pictures of that. My friend had a party. Yeah. And I ended up, uh, it was when Ozzy Osbourne was like sort of on his reality show kick. I found yeah. like an Ozzy wig. I couldn't find a wig that looked like the crow. So I, I bought an Ozzy wig and I cut off the red, the red tips. Yeah. And I cut it to the length that the crow was at. Yeah. I had done crow makeup when I was younger because I was obsessed with the crow. Yeah. I used to just do crow makeup in my fucking uh, bathroom. Like the crow came out. It wasn't even <laughs> Halloween. My friends were like, what are you doing? I was like, I don't know. I just love the crow. I have the graphic novel. That's cool. Um, yeah. So I had like, I bought like an Under Armour shirt and cut holes, bullet holes in it. And then yeah. placed like black electrical tape over them. Yeah. And then I put black electrical tape like around my, my, my uh, sides and my gut. Right. And I had like a leather jacket and like a fake Sweet. gun. It came out pretty good. I had the bat, I, not the gun, because I was a yeah. wrestling fan at the time. So I was just like the black bat and yeah, the I crow love, look. Had the bat. That was awesome. Sting would come out with yeah. a fucking bat. Yep. I would, I would request that if you guys have easy access to any photos of these costumes, you post them on the one. socials. Post them on the socials so that All right, I can see on. them and everybody can see them. Do you want to see me as Rambo? When I was a kid. Yes, I do. This is awesome. This is this is first blood Rambo too. That's not just like yep, any Rambo. Right there. Cool, man. That's great. What were you doing watching Rambo at that young age? My is goodness. that a real knife? Well, my parents were very 80s. progressive. Was What's that? It was the eighties. It's different. It's like eighty three. Also, like we were talking. It turned about, out okay. We were talking about <laughs> carving pumpkins before. A yes. lot of people nowadays put stickers on or paint. Our parents just handed us fucking like. I had a steak knife and I carved the pumpkin <laughs> and, 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 and several times almost cut myself. But you know what? It was fun. Yeah. 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 I, I, I did that. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I, I cut it. Yeah. And I don't know if you've seen any of my pumpkin carvings that I've done as an adult, but I can carve some pretty sick pumpkins. I don't know if I have seen that. You should post I've those posted too. them in the slack before. Yeah. Really? I will. I remember. Wait, you're um, posting them on the Slack and not our social medias? I could put Traitor. them on the Facebook. I try not to clutter the Instagram with too much stuff that's not related to our reviews. But yeah, I put, put it up there. The special. Well, I put but some we were... stories. How about that? I'll throw them in the stories, maybe. Okay, perfect. We're, we're about all things horror here. It doesn't just have to be related to that's the movie. Or right. I do. If you guys don't mind, I would like to talk about one thing and go back to childhood for a minute. Okay. Because you guys had these great. I have more childhood stuff, too. Okay, good. So I'm not alone. I didn't want to be like the one person who's like, can we go back in time, please? Um, <clears throat> you guys were sharing some fond memories of trick-or-treating, and I didn't really have any to match that. But there was something that happened for me in childhood that was very impactful, uh, and that is a really, really fond memory for me today. Okay. At the school that I went, so we've established my parents are not into Halloween. I didn't really go trick-or-treating in, you know, at home. But at school... Every year from kindergarten through sixth grade, we had a Halloween parade and carnival. And so the parade always came first and the entire school K through six would go to the gymnasium and sit in the bleachers. And then each teacher would lead her class around like an order, starting with kindergarten and going up. And so everybody could see all the costumes. That part was like, okay, fine. Not the exciting part. 
But after that was the Halloween carnival and the auditorium was all set up by, I don't know, the parents and faculty, I guess, is probably kind of a collaborative, you know, a huge collaborative effort. But there were tons of booths all around where you could play like little Halloween games and you could do things to win candy. And uh, there was a like on the stage, they set up a little haunted house that you could walk through, but only the older kids were allowed to do that. I think it was maybe grades four through six, but the little ones weren't allowed to. But um, so there were like in the, in the haunted house, there were little ghosts or like people dressed up as ghosts or whatever who would jump out and say boo, not like Halloween Horror Nights level scares, obviously, but age appropriate scares. And I specifically remember there were these little kind of like in Haunt, there were these like boxes with holes cut out and they would say, stick your hand in here and oh, feel oh. what, and guess what body part it is. Yeah, I specifically yeah. remember one of them was peeled grapes that were supposed to be eyeballs. eyeballs. Yeah, but like something about them being peeled really made it like extra gross and seem really realistic. And then one box had dried apricots in it and they told us that they were ears like the ears of oh, dead that's, yeah, that, I can see that <laughs> and then one of them was like cold spaghetti and they said it was brains and that one didn't go over so well for me because I was like a brain is all kind of in one piece it's not like all stringy oh, I fell apart. yeah so but still it was cool and it really you know it was the first time I'd ever experienced anything like that and it really ignited my imagination and it kind of gave me a, a feeling of how it was fun to be a little bit scared, you know, cause I was little, you know, I was only like nine the first time I got to do that haunted house. Sure, and, sure. and my favorite part of the carnival every year was this one booth that you could go to and they would give you fake wounds. <laughs> Saying it out loud now, it sounds kind of sick, but you could be like, Oh, give me like a, you know, something on my arm. And they would put mm-hmm. like fake blood and gauze and like put your arm in like a little sling or something. And I don't know why, but I loved having somebody bloody me up. I was like a very goody two shoes kind of child. And my mom really enjoyed putting like little, you know, cute, perfect doll clothes and crap like that on me. And um, I was like very sheltered. And so I don't know why, but something about having something really gross and bloody on me and like going home, some kind of wound and like showing my mom, it absolutely... It absolutely delighted me. She hated it. She was like, every year she would forget that I would do this. And then I'd get off the bus and come home and she'd be like, oh, not this again. Oh. <laughs> and it just delighted me to no end. And I mean, it was for some reason, that was just so much fun for me. And so that was like a repeated traditional thing that happened for me throughout the first you know, several years in my childhood. And I think that was like a big kind of founding moment that allowed me to kind of build on my love of Halloween and horror in the years to come. So I just wanted to share that. Perfect. I have a tie-in, unless John, you want to go? No, go ahead. I, I, I don't have any of those stories. I just loved horror since I was four. So, so It's hilarious that your story, uh, mine's very similar. My mom liked throwing, she loved Halloween. And she's also the one that got me into horror. She liked being scared. But you know, she also didn't like being scared. Like I'd mentioned before, she would watch horror movies, but through her fingers sometimes. But she still liked it. And she got me into movies probably that were not age appropriate. 
But like we said, it was the 80s and, you know, it turned out all right. So uh, Questionable. my mom loved to throw Halloween parties for me as a kid. And she would invite all my friends. You know, she would send invites to them. She would ask me, who are your favorite friends? And, you know, who are the kids that you don't see as that don't have as many friends? And she would invite them also. That way they didn't feel excluded. You know, and one year we had a party in our apartment. She set up like a bobbing for Apple station, like one of those big um, like buckets, like metal um I don't know what you use them for. I guess just for like holding drinks and stuff like that. And she filled it with, you know, water and you bob for apples. She had the lights dimmed and she had one of those, you know, Halloween soundtrack cassette tapes on with spooky noises and lights were up and decorations. And she did the same exact thing, Jacqueline, where she handed us bags of things and we had to close our eyes and stick our hands in them. And the grapes were there and those were the eyes and the spaghetti was the, the brains. And there were some other things too that like the kidneys and there was, I forgot what else there was in there. And so she's telling us all this in this like spooky voice. Like this is, you know, this is the body's this, and this was the body's brains and the, the spooky noises are in the background. And then she says, and, and this is the body that we got all the body parts from and out of the back room, which is super dark. My brother comes out of in like a gray sweatshirt, like with like dirt all over it and fake blood. And he's got glow in the dark makeup on. He looks like a corpse who's glowing in the dark. And me and all the other kids fucking like start screaming like we're <laughs> in a good way. You know what I mean? But holy shit, like we it worked perfectly. Like the, the just the the idea of touching the things and like wondering what they are. That sort of ramped it up. Right. And I, as slowly as my mom got us creeped out, boom, my brother came out and just totally scared the shit out of all these little kids. And it was just such I remember it so vividly, my brother's face and just like the glow in the dark of him. He had like a glowing uh, glow stick, uh, like glowing his face out and the makeup. And it was just so good. Like, and I don't know, I must have made my mom like so happy too to, to see it like come to fruition, you know? Yeah, that's it was a great story. Yeah. And on a side note, at that party, I, I accidentally bit into one of the glow sticks and it broke all over my mouth. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. My mom kind of washed it out of my face and my face was glowing in the dark. Inside my mouth was glowing in the dark. <laughs> but we got it out. I didn't have to go to the hospital or anything. Your mom I'm was the fun. coolest. Well, back yeah, in the day, cool. that, that, that could be carcinogenic. So Probably. Yeah. Yikes. John, did you have a memory you wanted to share? No, I... I it, it, like, like for me, it was just, uh, it was a lot of trick or treating. Um, what got you into horror, John? Like, I know you mentioned watching Halloween on like TBS or one of those late night TV stations. I, I thought it was Nightmare that, on Elm Street. No, it was no, the it was original Halloween. He said it was Halloween. Oh, I, I snuck downstairs. I turned on the yeah. TV. I turned the volume down really low, but I got really close to the TV and. Um, Scared the shit out of me. Did you ever put like a blanket over the TV, like the small TVs, and then watch oh, TV I, that way? Well, I mean, we had a bigger because it wasn't a yeah. huge TV. It was oh, like you were that. rich. I get it. No, that's cool. <laughs> hey, well, hold on a second. No, <laughs> I wasn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 just I, I watched it. And again, like I shared with you guys before, is that I went to my parents' room and I ended up in my room. Mm-hmm. And I said, I've got to conquer this fear of this guy, Michael Myers. So my first horror movie was Halloween. That's awesome. 78. 
uh, TBS or whatever it was on basic cable. But uh, I just, yeah, I was, I was frightened, but I was excited. I was like, Oh my God, I got to see more of this. And then after that, I started watching Friday the 13th. I started watching Hellraiser, whatever it was. And, you know, horror movies like just became my life. Yeah. You know, watching whatever I can. Yeah. Those are good classics to start with. It's a good, it's a good entry point, I would say. Yeah. You got your education the right way, man. <laughs> I did. Okay. Which is why I didn't like Halloween Kills. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I can see, especially when, like, where you came from. Yeah. Like, well, if you have a movie like Halloween that is so sacred to you on a personal level, then it's really, it's really an affront when, it, mm-hmm. when you see a, a version of it that strays so far from the original that it feels like a bastardization of it. So, I mean, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth. I'm just kind of Trying no, to you're not. With you you're if that's not. like the, if that's like the sacred film to you, you know. Well, and it, it, it's not so much that it's the, and we talked about this before. Is like, keep it simple. I yeah. mean, if you're doing a slasher film, keep it simple. But you 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 bloat this movie with other characters and other storylines and blah 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 blah. You're just like, this is not good. Yeah. Speaking of movies, what are some of the movies that you guys are like? I don't know that you were into as kids or that you run to as adults to get you in the mood for spooky season. I'm going to go really low on this one. And it's a setting a very low bar on it. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'll get, I'll get progressively better with it. Uh, Halloween three. Okay. Why? That's that's not a low bar. I I never saw that movie as a kid. I just remember the cover of it. I remember hearing it didn't have Michael Myers in it. And it was like, as I got into horror, I just avoided it. But it's actually a pretty good movie. Oh hey, I really like Halloween 3. So uh, that was that probably not the reaction you were expecting? No, it wasn't at all. I was just like, wait, you guys like it? Yeah. All right. Who it's do you think you're Tom talking fucking to? Atkins in it, bro. <laughs> and he fucks. <laughs> we didn't do that segment. But all right, that's fine. Him and his okay, mustache. So- and his and his misogynistic ways in that movie. That's fine. It was all consensual. No, it wasn't. You ever seen the fog? <laughs> he picks up like a really young Jamie Lee Curtis. I did. Yeah, I did, I did see that. Sort of cringy, but it's Tom Atkins. It's a different time. All right, Jacqueline, you go. What is your one of your go-to Halloween movies? I would say my number one go-to Halloween season movie is The Nightmare Before Christmas. And I know that many people argue about whether this is a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie. To me, it is absolutely a Halloween movie. I can see how people make the argument for it being Christmas, but I don't, to to me, it's, it's a Halloween movie. I remember it came out in 1993. I was 11 and my grandmother who lives in Southern California came to visit in Florida and she took, my cousin Jeremy and me to the movie theater to see it. <clears throat> and I, I, I can remember very few instances in my childhood when I was so mesmerized by a movie and so just overwhelmed with how creative and different it was. I'd never An seen animation anything. style was like not done before either. 
Yeah, I'd never seen that before. I mean, I'd seen like, you know, Rudolph and stuff like that, but this was done in such a sophisticated way. Mm -hmm. And I know how you guys feel about musicals, but I love, you know, I love the songs in it. It's good. Uh, the, the look of it was unlike anything I'd ever seen. And it just really blew me away. And so that movie more than any other makes me really feel like it's the Halloween season. So I don't, I don't necessarily watch it every year, but at least every other year. Right. And I tried to show it to my oldest son last year. He was three and a half at that time. It was a little too scary for him. He's, he's not, he has a low tolerance for, for scary stuff right now. So I like that. Mom's trying to get him into horror because that, that's (laughs) for me. Like nice. Yeah, I was trying to do it secretly too because yeah. I knew Tom it. Santa's in it. Yeah, but uh, my my husband walked in and he was like, uh, I don't think this is a good idea. It sort <laughs> and, of is a know, good movie that bridges the gap in between October and Christmas season too. Like if you want to, you know, it's got a little bit of both. It does. It's just, I think for me, it feels like a Halloween movie because oh, yeah. the, the overall look of it is so yeah. sort of dark and morbid. And also, if I'm not mistaken, it came out in October in the theater in 1993. And that's the time of year that I saw it. So it, I have that association that, mm-hmm. that um, associated with the season for me. So right. that's just, that's just how the chips fell. So about you. Um, yeah. Just real quick on that, I saw that movie re-released a couple several years back in mm-hmm. 3D. Holy crap, mm-hmm. it looks so good in 3D. <laughs> does it? Yeah, it holds up so well, doesn't it? It does. Just the movie, just, like you said, like I'm not a huge musical guy, but I don't hate them. And the music in that is like still timeless. Like it just holds up. Like Halloween comes and you think this is Halloween. Like it just fits really well. Totally. Uh, for me, for movies. I mean, Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, Poltergeist and like the Lost Boys are some of the movies that I remember as a kid just getting me into Halloween, not Halloween necessarily, but just like the fact that I like, you know, spooky stuff or scary stuff mm-hmm. or being scared. Mm-hmm. Um, Night of the Creeps was one that my babysitter rented when you could rent. We rented a movie from 7-Eleven <laughs> you know, when they had mom and pop. But yeah, 7-Eleven had like a little spot in the front where you could rent movies from. And we rented wow. Night of the Creeps. And holy shit, that movie scared the shit out of me. For real? And I had nightmares. Yeah. Tom Atkins is in that also. Um, my dad, just I'm just gonna go through a couple. My dad got me into Young Frankenstein and um Abbey nice. Cassell. My dad wasn't a big horror guy, but the horror stuff that he got me into was more like the comedy sort of version of horror. Abbott and Cassell awesome. meet the mummy or whatever, Frankenstein. I love those Young Frankenstein itself. And those movies, they I love them. Like they're so good. Yeah, I hope one day we, we can we can cover Young Frankenstein. Sure. Oh my gosh, I'd love that. <clears throat> yeah, my mom got me into the Twilight Zone, also the show. <gasps> yes. As a kid, and every New Year's Eve, yes. we would watch the marathon on Sci Fi Channel. Watch it with her while she would drink like wine or champagne or whatever, and I would drink like cider, like apple Thank cider, or apple juice. Um, and that was just awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also uh, just a quick story. Um, well, something that got me into horror, too, was uh, I was at a day camp when I was younger and one of the counselors, I don't know if you'd get in trouble nowadays, but he showed us on like the cart and the little TV um, Night of Living Dead, the black and white version. Right. And he talked to us about how mo- monumental that film was. Right. And how like like how it, it set a, uh, you know, a standard for horror the way it is. Right. And he knew that some of us were ready to watch it, I guess. I don't know. I was kind of young, but I was I was uh, 
going on 11, maybe? Yeah. That is so inappropriate. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I don't oh know if gosh. it was like a censored version. I don't remember that well, but I remember after that. <laughs> so I remember liking it. Like, and it definitely, like, it definitely made me feel something. Like, I wasn't super scared, but I was, I felt like, oh, wow, this is like, this is a little edgy. You know, and it's black and white, but I was able to like see past that because as a kid, you're like, oh, this is black and white. This is stupid. You know what I mean? Because you're, you know, you're just a kid. You don't realize that black and white has actually a, a good feeling. Like it makes you it gives you more feeling sometimes some black and white movies, you know, like Hitchcock and stuff. Um, and then I saw the remake in theaters, too, which which is not bad, actually, if you ever watched it. Um, but yeah, it was cool. But uh, Salem's Lot, when that aired on TV, I remember watching it with my family. At my dad's house. And this is a quick story. We were watching it. And I think it was like several parts, like two nights in a row or something like that it aired for. And I really like Selma's Lot. I think uh, the uh, the vampire was a Barlow or um, Barlow. I think. Yeah, Barlow. Like super. Like He holds up like he's just fucking scary looking to me. And yeah. I think of scary vampires like that's the image I get. He had that Nosferatu sort of look to him that you don't see as much in vampire movies anymore. And um. So that aired. I was pretty young. I was scared, but I was watching it. My stepbrothers and my brother decided to trick me. And during a commercial break, one of them went outside and was scratching on the window. And I started They're like, what is that? What's that noise, Nick? And I start going towards the window and I'm like really scared. I'm like, what is it? Are you guys fucking with me? And like, they're like, no, it must be the cat. And there's a cat on the window. So one of our cats, their cats, my stepmom's cats. And they're like, oh, it's and then my stepbrother's speaking through the window. He's like, it's me, the cat, whatever. I forget the cat's name, but and so I'm like inching towards the window. The curtains are drawn a little bit. The windows open a little bit. I can't see. And I'm getting closer and closer. And then eventually my brothers that are behind me fucking like grab me and scare the crap Aww. out of me. Like, like one of the scariest Man. moments I had as a child. But and we talk about it at Thanksgiving and stuff, but like it's it's a funny moment now. But holy, I almost shit myself as a kid because <laughs> that we just watched that scene like uh, yeah. like that that night, you know, with the with the his the friend scratching on the window and saying, "Let me in, let me in," and I was just like, "Holy shit!" Like it, it just scared the crap out of me. <laughs> I, think that's, I think there's an argument to be made in in favor of only children, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, what about you, John? You oh, man. Um, I got to say Halloween 1 and 2. I mean, th- those are must-watch for me. And like I told you before, it's like I stayed in my parents' bed after watching Halloween. And, you know, this is 1983. So I went, I went to watch Halloween 2, and I loved it. I, I, I love the scares of it. And like, I was starting to root for Michael Myers at that time. Uh-huh. And so, so like when he pushes that nurse's head into the hot tub, the hot yeah. tub thing. And you get yabos and scalding, peeling off skin. Well, I guess, I guess. Being, yeah, being like the young, John, young John still liked the yabos. Yes. And I was like, Oh my God, boobies. Um, but it was just like it, it still had the scares to it it still had the 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 like that 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 the score just really matched up with being yeah. in the hospital um i i didn't so much like the storyline of Lori being 
the sister of Michael Myers. The yeah, ch- which is, yeah, we we got introduced to that, and mm-hmm. you know the end of the movie where like that the whole hospital blew up and Michael Myers was supposed to die, which is why we got Halloween three with the uh, silver shamrock. It was just like to me, it was just that that perfect sequel when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. they go if good I, from one another. One to yeah. two, like if you watch them back to back. Yeah. If I could just remark on that for a second, I just recently rewatched Halloween two for the first time in maybe fifteen years. It had been a really long time since I had watched Halloween two. And for some reason, I didn't remember it too well, but for some reason in my memory, I I thought that it was more boring than it actually is. No, it's not like bad. For some, yeah, so in my memory, for some reason, I thought, oh man, Halloween 2, that one's really boring. It's just like her, Lori alone in the hospital and, and Michael Myers stalking her and it, like nothing really happens in the sport. And so I rewatched it recently and I was like, what was I thinking? Like, that's not true at all. Like so much is happening. And so I really enjoyed it. It was so much better than I had remembered. I don't know why my brain did that, but that's what my brain was telling me. So um, I'm really glad I rewatched that. And that's going to be like a much more frequent ro- viewing rotation from now on. Did you do that in preparation of the Straight Show and Boys cover? I did. Yeah. I did. Yes. And then last night and the night before I finished watching um, Halloween H2O. But that's <laughs> oh. that's for that's for another day. <laughs> that's dedication. I will say that Halloween two and some other movies like Exorcist three, like those movies had me thinking that uh, the night shift in a fucking ho- in a hospital is just the whole hospital is empty. <laughs> There's like two nurses that work the whole fucking hospital. And really, nothing is further from the truth. Like no, the, actually, I mean, nighttime is like one of the busiest times in the hospital. Yeah, I mean, Exorcist Maybe three, small one of the best scares you'll Maybe ever so. have. Don't ruin it, John. Best Don't. jump scares you'll ever have. For Exorcist, yeah. if we ever cover that, I have a guest uh, plan. Oh, splendid! Do you want to tell us who, or is it a secret? Secret. Yeah, it's a secret. Bummer. I can tell you who. I don't want to say it on the show. All right. um, any other Halloween traditions that you have that carry through to adulthood? No. no, no, but I, I got to say that trick or treat is a much watch, uh, must watch oh, yes. for me every single yeah, year. So mm-hmm. it's not even that old. No, it's not. It's, uh, it's really it's a Christmas story of Halloween movies. It is. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You know what? TBS should run that nonstop for 24 hours. <laughs> that's what I think. For Halloween. Yeah. Now, I mentioned in the Slack, I don't know about you guys, but like as I got older as a teenager, I did dip into like, I guess you'd call it vandalism a little bit, where you TP'd people's houses or I know, put shaving cream on people's, you know, their cars or when you saw other kids who were into the same thing, we had egg fights. Like, did you guys ever do any of that? No. No. No, I didn't. The authorities were way too much of a goody two shoes. I was I was such a nerd. No. So was I. So was I. I remember my first night of ever like doing that. And that was one of the best Halloweens ever. And I know it sounds uh. bad, but just in a way, like, so we were trick-or-treating, but our parents let us go out. We were maybe like 12. They let us go out on our own. And we sort of went further out when we were supposed to. So we lived in like a lower income area of, of the town, but there's also a very rich area. And we went off into the rich area where they were giving away great candy. 
right? right. And we were doing our thing, running around, shaver creaming, and having you know, you know, like little egg fights with other kids and stuff like that. And it just felt like it was like a first taste of being like, you know, an older adolescent, you know, in a sense. And it was just freeing. And then we got in real trouble when we came home because our parents we were we came home really late. And they were like this close to looking in the hospital to see if or calling the police to see if, you know. Yeah, you so don't want to push like, your parents that far. No, I get it. Like as kids, like, yeah. And as an adult, I get like how worried you would be. But at the time, man, we had so much fun. Like we were on top of the world. Just like running around and we were trick or treating, too. At the same time, we had pillowcases full of candy we came home with. And in between, you know, the, the random acts of like craziness we would go and stop by people's houses and grab candy we didn't steal anybody's candy we didn't hurt anybody but we definitely did get into like you know some some things that maybe nowadays you can get in trouble for yeah at least but i can see what you mean about that being a little bit exhilarating like the first yeah, taste of some independence and some not you know stellar adolescent yeah behavior. it was bad behavior i, I get <laughs> it <laughs> but no i mean it doesn't sound like you but the other really kids bad. were doing it jacqueline if all your friends were jumping off a bridge, would you jump off a bridge? Peer too? pressure. Peer How pressure. big is the bridge? <laughs> so, no, I, I get that. And I, I could see how that would be um, a fond memory, like, you know, associated with some greater liberty. I got grounded. You should have. <laughs> I'm sure you two did. weeks. But it was worth it. Yeah. Did you get, did you get your ass beat or did you get put on timeout? I was getting a little old by then, but my mom would. My mom did hit me with a a, a spoon once in a while, like a. She was Italian, so she would use one of those sauce spoons, those wooden sauce spoons, mm-hmm. and and whack you in the ass with it. <laughs> but it wasn't child abuse or anything. No, it, so it that, never, shit, that shit hurts. Oh, it, it did ne- hurt, and I deserved it though. Yeah, that's what I never, never did again. I never did that again. It never. And it was child abuse. It's just that's what happened to you back in the day. So. Yeah. Yep. All you kids that get put on timeout. Yeah, you don't even know. You get you, you go to your room. From comment, but. You go to your room. You got a PS5 in there, and I didn't say anything. I'm massage just... chairs and all this other bullshit. <laughs> we got internet. <laughs> we got well, anyway, we had, to, we had to stare at the wall. Hydroberg, I'm I'm glad that you are today a an upstanding decent adult without any delinquent tendencies i literally got 40 dollar tattoos this weekend probably <laughs> i don't know and, and maybe uh had a little too much to drink as well i went well, not too much i had work the next day but yes we did go to the bar okay that bar was cool too nice sounds like it it sounds awesome it looks good <clears throat> yeah I- I just want a uh, a cut above tattoo on there. We'll talk about it. All three of us. All three of us, and come out to San Diego, and we're gonna do <laughs> we're gonna do a broadcast out here. Together. A live broadcast of us getting tattooed. Well, yes. we can go to Florida. You can come down here. We. Yeah. I'd go there. Down I there. actually have I have a former student from when I was teaching high school. I have a former student who as a 10th grader told me that she wanted to be a tattoo artist. And, you know, like when you're in 10th grade, it's like Whatever. probably almost nobody actually ends up doing what they thought they were going to do when they were in 10th grade. Yeah. Uh, but that was, that was seven or eight years ago. And today she is a very experienced and accomplished tattoo artist. And she books for like several months in advance and she posts her work 
online and it's spectacular. So if and when I get uh, another tattoo anytime in the future, I want her to do at least one of them. So we'll bring your co-host out here, their host, Jacqueline. All right. I'll I'll bring her some business, all three of us. All three of us. Absolutely. Absolutely. I wanted to mention, if you, if you don't mind, I wanted to mention one thing real quick. Um, My, my favorite Halloween costume from childhood. I mentioned my favorite one from adulthood, but I didn't talk about it. My, my red leopard slash watermelon was not my favorite childhood Halloween costume. (laughs) My favorite one was when I was in fifth grade. Okay. You know, and we did the, the parade and the carnival at school and everything. But I came as a gypsy fortune teller. I don't know where I got this idea from. I don't know if I had watched The Wolfman or I don't know what. But um, for some, it was like the first time that I that I did a costume that had a little bit of something like supernatural or dark. I mean, I know it's not very dark, but just a little something like occult related right. to it. And I had a, a black fringy shawl, hoop earrings, and I tied a scarf around my head. And I didn't have like a crystal ball, but I had a ma- one of those magic eight balls. Nice. And so I brought that as like my <laughs> all signs point to yes. Exactly. And uh, I don't know why, but for some reason that one just really stuck with me. I, I really liked that costume. Like I said, I think it was my first little dip into the occult in my. You were like the costumes. lady from um, At Midnight, I'll Steal Your Soul. Yeah. The Harbinger. Yeah. So that's maybe my favorite one. But you know what sucks is that I don't have any photos of any of my Halloween costumes as a kid because, like I said, my parents just did not care at all yeah. for Halloween, and so I don't think it even occurred to them that like this might be something. Too. I don't know. My parents are just not into that, and so I don't think it occurred to them to like even think of commemorating an event like that or that I might want photos of that. So I wish I had photos, but I don't. I don't have any. So that's it. Uh, we've talked about a lot of topics. Are there any other little random odds or ends that you guys want to talk about? I have one small thing. Okay. If we're going to end soon. Yes. I would just like to dedicate this episode to my mom, whose love of scares got me into horror and Halloween in a big way. And without her, I don't know that I would have met you guys or be on this show. And uh, tomorrow's her birthday. She's been gone about eight years now. And I just want to say happy birthday to her. And then I love her very much. And happy birthday to your mom. Absolutely. What's your mom's first name? Joan. 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 Well, here's to Joan. This episode is for her. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers, Joan. Cheers. Absolutely. So, so I hate your word. Cutting onions right now. Oh, you got tears coming out of my eyes. I know. I get that. (laughs) And and this is for Joan. But the thing is, is what are you picking next week, buddy? Next week, uh, I thought about it. I'm thinking about what are you guys thinking about the the Furies on Shutter? I don't know anything about it. John does. I could tell from his face. <laughs> I think think of uh, the hills have eyes bigger. in Australia. Well, I'm in mixed with the hunt. Did you see the hunt? I did. Okay. John, I listened to your episode on the hunt with uh, Andy. Yeah. So. <laughs> I have some thoughts about that. That's for another day. Right. So is that yeah, your? So the fury is on shutter. Okay. Yeah. Right. Cool. Sweet. And so I got. Next- I I'll, I'll get next week, and we're, we're going to stay on shutter. But go ahead. Sorry. Oh wait. So whose pick is it next week? Hyderberg's. No. Yeah. This week coming up is mine, and then John's, okay. and then yours again. Oh, got it. Yeah. Okay. So 
So next week we'll be what we'll be reviewing the Furies on Shutter, easy to find. Yes. Uh, if anybody would like to email us with some thoughts about their own Halloween traditions and experiences and memories, you can reach us at a cut above horror review at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at cut above horror. Yeah. You can follow us on Instagram at um, a cut above dot horror underscore review. And you can find us on Facebook, a cut above colon horror review. And don't forget if you, wherever you listen to us, but, but, but especially on iTunes, give us the five-star rating. So more people can find it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Drop a review if you'd like. Just yeah, please. Absolutely. Yes. Well, guys, I had a really nice time reminiscing about Halloween past with you and talking about yesterday and how our individual Halloweens went and just kind of exploring some of that and digging, digging into those memory boxes with you guys. We're also getting to know each other. These are new memories that we've never even spoken to about, you know, so nice. Yeah, We're in three different corners of the United States. So there you go. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot, guys. Uh, thanks for a great discussion. And I look forward to reviewing the Furies with you next week. All right. Keep it creepy.